Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Anime Watch Club, a bi-weekly group discussion and review where the hosts of the What Do You Say Anime podcast nominate and vote on shows either we haven't seen or shows that will hopefully lead to a great discussion. On today's episode, the Satanists of the What Do You Say Anime podcast will be reviewing the 2013 anime, The Devil is a Part-Timer. Let's meet today's part-time employees. First up, he's the deep fryer operator of the podcast, keeping those black pepper fries hot and fresh. We got Jay. Jay, how's it going? It's going pretty well. Thanks for having me. Of course. Thank you for being here. Next up, he is the reason why the ice cream machine isn't fixed. We got Cat. Cat, how's it going? Fuck that ice cream machine. I'm doing all right. Our first shift manager of the podcast, making sure his employees don't work more than 32 hours so they can't get benefits. We have Miles. Miles, how's the taste of capitalism? Uh, you know, as uh, it's great. I never mind. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and, uh, Pat. Yeah, um, sweet. Yeah, so, the welcome, everybody, to, uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm too, like, buzzed to care at this point. Um. Pat's drunk. A little. Um, soju is good, and I'm glad I got my family to try something new, so that was fun. Uh, but that's a story for another time. So, yeah, let's, uh, let's focus on the main thing today. First off, uh, welcome to the last ever Watch Club as, uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, many members of this uh, club are about to be drafted and uh, sent uh, sent to the front lines in Kiev. Uh, so uh, wel- welcome and, and enjoy our final show together. I, I really uh, appreciate it, you know, not to bring things down, but honestly, this is where we're at. It's cool. I Isn't thank God cool? every day for my heart condition. I know, right? It must be nice <laughs> to not just be a young 23-year-old male with no, with no wife, child, or college tuition to worry you know to weigh you down and in some way or not tuition but enrollment to weigh you down you know it must be really un, really difficult you poor thing um but i'm proud of you i would serve crack before i served this country (laughs) i agree would you but would you serve mcdonald's burgers yeah, um, I have. That, that, this show is that was my first job actually oh really this show has a place in my heart yes okay great We, we should we should so let's let's discuss that. that. Yeah, yeah, maybe, it's, maybe, but, yeah. Well, yeah, that part-time work will uh, maybe that can keep you off the front lines. Either way, uh, yeah. yeah. So we're here to discuss the uh, what? God, I lost my. Oh, the cat! cat oh, cat! Cat is being attacked by one of his own species. That's uh, wow. We are off great to a great start content. tonight. I know right. it's well, it's visual content. Yes, of course. Um, we're talking about the show. The devil is a part-timer. Uh, which aired in, I believe, was it 2014? 2013. 2013. It was oh, summer so 2013. Summer 2013, done by White Fox, who have done Steins Gate, Kill, a bunch of other fantasy shows. They, they seem Goblin to have this... Slayer. Goblin Slayer, too. Yeah, they have the, the fantasy genre down pat. Uh, no, they do. Oh, like... you know, this reminded me a lot of... Um... Cautious Hero, which they also did. So, they also did, yeah. yeah. They did after the fact, to be fair. But yeah, it's like a very... They, they seem to have this vein uh, that they're very good at, and I respect them for it, because this was a, a, a very fun show. So this is a comedy where basically the uh, a devil from another world gets summoned or reincarnated into our current world in Japan and picks up a part-time job because... You know, who cares about real powers when you can have money instead, right? Like, money is the is the power, right? Uh, something, 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 joke about capitalism. There you go. Ha ha. Here we go. 
Excuse me. So, why don't we start with our spoiler-free first impressions? Miles, why don't you start us off as always? Yeah, sure. Uh, this was a super fun show. Um, I didn't really know what to expect. Um, you know, just looking at like the splash art, it didn't like seem like a show I would like that much. It sort of seemed like a show that I would think was fine or whatever. Um, but you know, I knew people liked it, and I I was pleasantly surprised. You know, um, first impressions. Obviously, I was pleasantly surprised, and then you know, a little spoiler alert throughout the entire show. Pleasantly surprised. I really enjoyed the show. Um, I thought it was funny. I liked all of the characters. I liked their dynamics. Um, I would absolutely recommend this to people, and um, I think it's a it's a good watch. And if you haven't yet, season two is coming out soon, so get on it. Yes. So this show used to be known as like the. Uh... This was like the season two when uh, joke or, or the show that ended up at the butt of most of those jokes. But now finally it's been announced and we're where it's coming. I believe it's this year, right? And is it summer or fall uh, that's already been confirmed or do we not know? If it Pete, hasn't been expert. announced yet, but it's probably either going to be late 2022 or early 2023. I see. Well, uh, sounds like Miles will be looking forward to that once it airs. Um, Kat, what about you? What is your what, initial impressions? Uh, my initial impressions were about three or four years ago. Uh, but my initial impressions for this watch through were that, uh, this show actually holds up after a few years. Uh, and especially after, uh, after I first got into anime, because this was one of the first shows I watched. Um, actually some of the comedy really does, uh, really does reference some of the newer anime that has come out, either saying that uh, tropes are starting to repeat or this show is somewhat timeless. Uh, but before I get into any spoilers about the show, uh, I have to say I really recommend it. I wasn't come, I didn't expect to come into this conversation uh, thinking that I would say that. So that's a pleasant surprise. Yeah, I think, uh, especially with comedies, right? Like, a lot of the times comedies are based in, like, the time that they're that they're from, right? Like, and that they don't always transfer to five years, let alone almost ten years later, like it did with this show. I actually, I agree with you completely. I, I expected a lot of the jokes to fall flat for me, and they really didn't. I thought that, for the most part, the comedy, was, it was very basic, but it was very fun. Like, it was very, um timeless so to speak maybe is, is a better way to put it we should also point out that most of us did watch the dub because that is it's almost universal uh that the dub of the show is better than the sub because really yeah i watched partly the sub and i i gotta say i i enjoyed the sub i thought it was funny in both instances you mean universal for us or universal in general uh, universal for the people that I've talked to. In Cat's universe, but also, no, I agree. I, I've definitely heard the same thing that Cat is saying no, that, like, okay. the that the dub is, like, you know, especially for, for a dub to get recommended over a sub or at the same level, you know, by most people, that means a it has to be pretty good, right? Or it's pretty rare. Mm -hmm. And I think that this is definitely a show that I've heard you could watch either of and, you know, get the same level of enjoyment out of if not more uh i watched it dubbed and i i thought it was very very well done the uh the little like I, I, they they adapted some of the jokes well too you know where they they took um you know the the japanese plays on words and they actually turned them into english wordplay too i yes, thought that, that was did. very clever 
that was really impressive at different points. I, I was kind of like, oh, look at them. Good job, localization team. You know, yeah, like, shout out. like, honestly, shout out. Yeah, exactly. Espe- again, especially from 2013, before we really, really started to see, like, the investment come through from uh, from the West, you know. Um, this is pre, pre-major, you know, blow up, I guess. The first initial blow up of anime. But yeah, so Jay, what about you? Uh, honestly, my very first impressions were did i accidentally put on like some strange european language dub that i wasn't <laughs> aware of because i uh spoiler had to go to an unusual what a site i'm not used to going to that i have for my dub so there was no subtitles for it at the beginning i'm not sure if that's a universal thing but the... either way it definitely gave the feel they had it did the otherworldly feeling very well from the get-go. And I also like that little opening sequence where they got all of their Sakuga out of the way, all the beautiful animation real quick. Um, I liked it a lot. Like, that first episode hit a lot, honestly. I was kind of surprised, because I'm not usually a fan of most comedy anime in this vein, I guess. Like, I'm usually more, like, I would watch something more like a... Honda san or Psyche K, something more clip based, I guess, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh this hit all the right notes for me, I would say. So yeah, my first impressions were really good. Nice. Yeah, I, I agree. I was I was impressed with my first impressions too. Like I, I remember watching the first episode and being like, Oh shit, I want to watch more, you know, which I wasn't mm-hmm. sure if I was going to want to or not. Uh but Pete, what about you? This is my third time watching it, first time watching it dubbed. I'm also reading the manga as well as it gets adapted to the light novel. I am kind of with Kat, where I found the dub just actually, like, made the show even better. I thought the westernization of, like, some of the jokes that they made were hilarious, and it added even more to the comedy. Um, They made, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the singer Brian Adams, but anytime you make a Brian Adams joke... In an anime, it's immediately a plus one in my book because that shit is hilarious. I love this show. It's one of just, it's such an easy show to binge and watch, have a good time with. And it's going to be interesting to see how people are received with the second season just because of the, it kind of changes a little bit. But, and I also have to correct myself that season two comes out in July. But I would absolutely recommend this show. I think this is like a kind of, a really good like introductory to isekai anime so if for like doer anime watchers i definitely recommend this show to see if you're a fan of like the isekai slash fantasy genre and if you're uh like an established anime watcher like myself it's just a really good time to sit back and relax and watch the jokes hit and i had a great time with most of the cast and a lot of the characters nice everything i do i do for you pete there you go <laughs> Thank nice you, Miles. Nice I'm, glad, I'm glad Miles. Nice. No, 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 yeah. I got it. I got the Did you get it too? Okay. Okay. All right. I, if, just if make anybody sure. on this podcast who's the biggest Brian Ab stand, it's me. Summer of 69 was my favorite. That's a great song. Song is good. Oh. Who's Brian Adams? He sings He's Summer a, of 69 and some fa- other songs. Famous rock and roll artist from, uh, or rock more than roll, uh, from back in the 60s, 70s, 80s, maybe? I don't know. Um, I think like the 80s. 80s, probably, yeah. Definitely not um, the 60s. No. No, probably not. Uh, no, he, he's yeah, he's pretty young. He's born he, in 1959, so <laughs> he started early. Yeah, <laughs> he did. Um, either way, um, 
Yeah, I had something else to say about him, but either hey, this is not a Brian Adams podcast. Don't worry, he'll good. be brought up again <laughs> when I bring up the quotes that I have uh, from the show. Oh, oh yeah, great story. Uh, it's funny that he's in my head because two weeks ago I was in an Uber ride back in Boston, uh, coming home from the bar with the boys, and we were just sitting there vibing. And then out of nowhere, the Uber drivers playlist puts on everything i do I'd, i would do for you or whatever and it was just like dude it's two in the morning <laughs> and you are not the and he was not of the demographic that you would expect to be listening to, to Brian Brian Adams. Adams. White man. Uh, no yeah no he was not an old white man or someone who looks like Pete miles or i whatever um and i was just very confused but i enjoyed it we, we had a good time singing it in the uber but yeah so that's again getting a little off topic but uh i thought that was a funny enough story to a story to share brian adams is always bringing people together is what I've he learned. really is isn't he um <laughs> he keeps on wanting to get up and then not. oh the cat too yeah there we go more more yeah. visual content oh he's adorable very cute um but yeah so let's get into our uh uh, discussion again. I I kind of tagged in my my opinions on the show. Uh, I would actually recommend this as well. I did not expect to at all when we first uh, when this first got signed. I was like, oh great, like comedy. It's like it's not gonna be something that's fun to talk about. I feel like I'm just gonna watch it and then be done. But I actually really looked forward to watching each new episode, and I was pleasantly surprised by it. Uh, I I expected. I expected it to be a show that was that felt dated or felt old, and it didn't. It felt it felt like it could have come out this year. I, I I will say a thing that I was impressed by the show on is not that it didn't have like any sort of fan servicey or etchy moments, because it did. Yeah. But they they pick and chose with those and they they like it wasn't just all the time. Um I I I'm curious about how that sort of comedy because that's normally comedy that like kind of misses for me. Um, and Jay and I talked about this a very small bit, but like I think that it, it did pretty, they did a pretty good job of the sort of more sophomoric uh, humor in the show. Cat, you had something to say? Oh no, no, no! I was just stretching. Oh, you were just stretching. Great, Cat. Yeah, well, do you I, have I, anything to say? <laughs> no, no, uh, more visual well, content. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I well, I was just gonna say that. Um, I, it, it's weird. I don't know this show. Fuck, I lost my train of thought because uh, we interrupted. Wow, we are off to a fantastic start. We're all over the Perfect. place. Jay, I know you had said something about this. Um, do you want to say what your thoughts were? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I thought that the show... Most of the time I wouldn't be into, like, jokes that are saying, like, you know, she's so flat or she has such a big chest or something like that. But I felt like they, in the dub at least... They were uh, doing them pretty well in a way that was humorous and not, like, super crude, I suppose, was the difference. Because a lot of the time, like, for instance, with uh, something we watched recently, uh, My Mental Choices, sometimes those jokes just kind of feel like they're just saying, ha-ha, boobs, and that's the end of it. But, like, yeah. it felt sort of... The characters, I don't know. It went it went with the characters' um, personalities quite a bit whenever it came to the jokes and the back and forth between the the two, those two in particular, Amelia and uh, other girl whose name I can't quite recall. Chio, Chio, yes. 
Amelia and Chio, like their back and forth was definitely one of the highlights of the series, in my opinion. Yeah. Okay. Now I found my thought. So yeah, with the fan service, like the the scenes weren't distracting, and like you know there were scenes where they'd like show oh um freaking Emmy taking a bath, but it wouldn't be like oh her tits are floating or doing whatever. You know they weren't. It wasn't like distracting. It was just she's in the bath and she's reflecting on herself, and that's it. Like it wasn't overwhelmingly fan service in most parts at least again they're, they're still in yeah. animes so the, only, the one that i would say sticks out for me that's kind of like oh come on was whenever she was like spying on them in the summer outside <laughs> and they zoom in on her for like see-through shirt because she's so sweaty and you can just see like her tits and it's like oh okay we needed that apparently they also I, they also I, made her grow a cup size for that scene yeah <laughs> it's, obligatory. Um, it's obligatory i'm not taking points off for anything but it's like oh okay yeah, yeah. We are. it's still annoying it's still anime right yeah. also speaking of like the uh in the inconsistency of cup sizes during the last uh during the second to last episode episode 12 um that scene where the dude the creepy fucking dude was like opening up her shirt like I was fully expecting like her whole chest to be out. No, just one button got unbuttoned, and then like a few scenes later, like half of her shirt was unbuttoned. <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck?" You know, I, and, I, hold on. You know, when I started this podcast, I was really hoping for five dudes for five minutes to talk about cup sizes and. <laughs> and you know what the dream has been fulfilled today is the actual last episode of the watch club yeah. we have fulfilled our legacy in talking about anime tits so i'm glad we got there miles continue yeah no i mean i i genuinely was impressed by the show and maybe this is just because i've watched sword art online a few times but they didn't make that scene super sexual and I was, I was like, it, which honestly is the bar, right? That is the floor of anything like that. But a lot of the shows we watch don't quite make it up to that floor. And so because it did, I, I was, I was like, you always have to get a little nervous um, in a, like a comedy anime or something like that when something sort of creepy Even starts happening. Even Konosuba yeah. doesn't hit yeah. that bar, even though... It's like one of the best shows ever. It still has those annoying fan service moments that are like, really, yeah. are you seriously doing this right now? But Pete, Pete does raise a good point that perhaps we've spent too long talking about. Well, it. I was going to say, are we ready to this is all spoiler stuff, too. We haven't even done our spoiler announcement yet. Um, yeah. But yeah, so going sure forward. <laughs> well, for anyone who somehow miraculously skipped forward to this point over our discussion. Uh, which I wouldn't blame them if they did, because what the <laughs> fuck were we just talking about? Um, this will be spoilers for the series going forward. Obviously, it's a comedy series, so... I mean, there is plot. It's not like it's uh, completely... You know, spoilers There's aren't going to ruin the show. Yeah, okay, Kat. Uh, spoilers are not going to ruin the show for you, I don't think, but it's also just, just a warning. Going forward, we will be talking about everything that happened in the first season of the show. Uh, so yeah, uh, let's, uh, let's get started. Who, uh, where were we? Where were we? Let's continue that conversation, right guys? What was everyone's, I guess I'll ask like a, like a little bit more serious question for everyone to start off with. Um, our main character Mao, um, came into our world and 
seems to have become a pretty decent guy who just wants to work at McDonald's and like chill with his friends. Um, but a big central conflict of the show is that in the world he came from, he was uh, pretty awful. You know, he was responsible for like the deaths and murder of a lot of people and part of one of two seemingly corrupt warring factions that caused the world uh, like a lot of stress. And so we see conflict in um, Emmy, who is our heroine of the series, who, um, you know, she was fighting against him. She was like, you know, the chosen hero who pushed back the Demon King forces and stuff. And she follows him into our world. And she is just very confused why he started just being like, kind of like a chill bro who flips burgers for fun. Um, And I actually, I thought that was like really well done there's a scene early on where she gets like pretty emotional about the fact that like he's just so accepting of this world but she he you know murdered her family and stuff um what did you guys did, like that more serious aspect of it hook any of you guys at all did you not like it as much what were your thoughts about that i liked it with uh emmy's character to be honest i it was it was probably like the scene that like kind of sold me out because prior to that she's more of like the sundere trope uh, for most of it, and then when you kind of like flip the switch and get into the, like the real issues that's going on in the story, that you see Emmy like not f- like she doesn't she's not just the Sundere trope. She's like having like these internal struggles with where they are in the world now and who's uh, Mao is as a character. And I honestly thought it was like really well done. And yeah, the kind of the selling point of why Emmy was one of my favorite characters in the show. Great, yeah, I I completely agree with that. Um... I I also agree with it, but in a in a little bit different way because uh, so Emmy up to that point for me was she had the show had pretty much presented herself her as like the you are you are demon uh, I am and I am hero therefore i kill you that like a moral absolutist or something like that yeah and then like it started giving her a like an actual an actual background to make to for her to feed off of where she's like it's not necessarily that she that she is a moral uh absolutist but it's that he's done all this shit to her and to her world and to her family and uh she is seeing this as as almost like a almost like a an offense to her cuz like as after she confronts Mao like she almost looks like she's about to tear him apart and then something else happens i like but that one moment like she becomes more three dimensional more of a more of a character Rather than like what Pete said, the uh, the Sundere trip. Yeah, no, I I agree. I think honestly, I'm surprised that the show tackled it, and I was I was impressed that it did because I could have seen the show, and I don't necessarily think it would have been like wrong for a show to do like this, just not ever caring about that character's past, Mal's past. You know, just like he flips burgers now, isn't that funny? Um, and it you know it could have still been a good and funny show, but I thought having that aspect really made Emmy a more interesting character. Um, 
and you know i i thought that was interesting so i i liked it but i also thought and, and it's like a the, the whole point is that it's like oh he's a product of his pa- of where he's from right so he he got put into this position, so he's doing it to the best of his ability, right? Which includes, unfortunately, being responsible for lots of deaths or being responsible for the wiping out of half of humanity or whatever. But that's, like, what his assignment was, right? And then we see him become, like, a super anal, perfectly good worker um, in the new world or in the world that he ends up in. And it's more just he's, like, a, a type A personality or he's a really good worker rather than him necessarily being evil. But I, I thought that that was... At first, I didn't love it as much because I was like, hmm, I don't, uh, you know, I, I couldn't see someone who was in such an evil position becoming so, like, neutral so quickly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it, it felt, yeah, like, it felt, it felt a little too much to me, you know, like, that he wasn't even just a little bit corrupted. But at the same time like yeah, that was part of what what was fun about the show is that he was just very methodical he was very logical about what he was doing um and then of course his his general or whoever whatever rank he was <laughs> yes is very is like the comic relief like the in Japan don't they do that they do the one and two guy they do the the straight shot and then the the, the what, yeah. what show did we learn odd about taxi. That? odd taxi right it was odd taxi yep there you go um the straight guy and then the funny guy or the the dumb guy whatever they call them um straight like, man that, that was funny guy is that what it is okay um yeah. the, those were the two that uh that those are the two roles they played and i thought it was one of the highlights of the show as well which also like like we said though emmy being from the good side from the human side but not you know who the human side might be just as corrupt as the is the the devil side like shocker and then that's like a whole thing for her to to have to figure out and wrestle with that i i liked both aspects of it a lot yeah i i think that like ultimately mao's character is like a little bit hurt by it because it, it he doesn't ever seem to really grapple with his past a lot he just really likes flipping burgers but i do think that that helped the comedy to such an extent that it was worth maybe like a little bit of a hit to his character because him being so serious about his job and like how much he loves working at McDonald's is is like really funny. Like it, towards the end, where he he makes like he takes off his uniform so that he doesn't like injure it in the fight or doesn't get hurt in the fight. And then when Chi is like really excited that he's like coming to save her, and then he's like, "It's my job as an associate manager to like protect my underlings or whatever." Um, and like how he like I don't know he feels a bit like a demon lord who happens to be an associate manager at mcdonald's um i think that 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 was like a pretty fun dynamic i think that the real strength of the show and i don't know how many of you guys agree with it are the character dynamics what are your thoughts on that was that a strong point of the show for everyone uh, most definitely yeah. like oh you want to go uh, yeah. you um, go. i got you uh so my you're exactly right because like the the dynamics between the characters were the thing that drove the show like uh of course the dynamic well just mal being this former demon lord who is now working at uh who's now working at a fast food restaurant it's kind of funny uh but like the dynamic between the day while he's working with him and she and then the developed dynamic between uh chio and emmy 
and uh, all the things that happened there. And then with uh, what's her face, the uh, the Susano, yes, Susano, uh, with her and uh, Chio, uh, even during like the more tense uh, segments during episode 11 and 12, like they become more it's there's still a little bit of comedy in there and it allows it to shine a little bit more because it seems like it's because it seems like it's becoming more uh edging towards that uh that natural way of uh talking with your friends like sometimes how we do uh and it's almost like watching a bunch of dudes or a bunch of a group of people uh doing something mundane but it's them who make what they're doing fun yeah i agree i think the banter between the characters was fun um i liked how even when they were working together like emmy and mao had um like good back and forth going on um I thought Susano's character just like in general was hilarious. Like I really like when she showed up in the bathing suit from like 1920 or whatever. <laughs> um, I thought that was like super funny. Um, and just like, I don't know, having done research on Japan, but she did it from like historical dramas or whatever. Um, and so she, you know, was all like, and she didn't like rainbow Shogun, yes. which is something we don't stand for. We do not stand for that on this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> you do not like Rainbow Shogun. You are automatically worse, girl. Yeah, it's unfortunate because she was a pretty strong contender. Very the scene strong. with her <laughs> and the TV was hilarious. Um, but uh, she did not like Rainbow Shogun. Um, so yeah, I think that like that was what really like drove it forward to me. I thought the facial expressions and stuff like, how did you guys like, like the character animation? Like I thought Chiho in particular had really funny moments where like, I, whenever they would draw her when like all hope had left her body or whatever, because Mao is a idiot yeah. or whatever. I thought that'd be like super funny. Were there any moments like that, that you guys remember or picked up on or anything like that? Uh, for me, for sure, is the bento box scene. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, Chiho just, like, losing her mind over a girl cooking him dinner or lunch. And then just, like, it's, like, progressively getting worse. Like, oh, is it homemade? Oh, it is homemade? Oh, my God. Like, I'm, I'm like, I'm, like, filled with rage. And then she does, like, her pouty face afterwards, which was, I like you said, the, the, the characters, like, faces were drawn I thought in a way that I just had a blast just watching them do their dynamics all together. Yeah, and that scene where she calls Emmy, who and you know Emmy is obviously very on guard around Mao, and you know she was like, like, oh, like Mao did that, like he did something, and she's like crying and everything, and Emmy like freaks out, and she's like, he brought him lunch, another girl brought him, and it's just like, it's really funny. Um, and then there's like quick I don't know, there's a lot of really good like quick one-liners and stuff because she has a line that's like even though that girl is like six months early on new year's or whatever um because she like prepped a new year's meal or whatever for like i thought that was really funny um i don't know there's a lot of good comedy moments in the show i think it's it's a good time so we're gonna talk about our favorite quotes maybe because i have a hand yeah you had some quotes ready so please 
Uh, yes. I'm, I'm gonna say the best for last, the Brian Adams quote, but there's, like, it just, like, represents their characters in a way that's just so well done. Um, Urushahara, I think that's how you pronounce his name, or he's just like, laziness is such an ugly word. I prefer selective participation. I'm like, yes, that's also a word <laughs> I would use to describe my laziness. And just, like, really, this is, this is dubbed specifically, but, like, the manager walks into the like break room and his name is Mao, so she's like yo yo Mao, which is like obviously like in reference to yo yo ma the whatever mm -hmm. uh was he play like the cello cello the cello player and the best but not least is uh lcl uh during the fight with the Kentucky fried chicken manager and he's just like oh don't you know Heaven is a place on earth. I'm like, Brian Adams, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Got the Brian Adams quote in there, dropped it. It was so well done. And I feel like if you, it's like that subtle humor where like, if you get it, it's the funniest shit in the world. But if you don't get it, it's like, he's just saying words that kind of make sense to the situation. And I lost it. I'd like pause it. I started cracking up so hard. I was like, this is, is that this is Esther Comedy. So wait, is that... That's a Belinda Carlisle Yeah, that's reference. what I was going to say. Yeah. That's not a Brian Adams song. Doesn't he sing... Does he that's, cover it? It. I don't know, oh, but maybe? that's definitely a Belinda Carlisle reference. Oh, Damn, bro. You, you made us have a whole side... You yeah, you're thinking of heaven. Yeah, I'm thinking of bro, heaven. Yeah, yeah. What, what you gave us a whole sidetrack So you're like, the, like, uh, like, oh, like heaven is Hold a place on, on, on earth. That's Brian a Belinda Carlisle song. song. No, it's a Brian Adams song. What? Brian Adams no. released a song. This is a, this is a Belinda Carlisle reference. We need this information. When 1987, but Belinda Carlisle is way more famous with it. This what? Is, no. Yeah, because it's a chorus. It's the chorus version is the one that's more famous, right? Which is the the Carlisle one. Wait, so. yeah. hold on. I have to be. I'm pulling up Miles. I have to be right. It reached Bye. number one on the Billboard Hot 100. Linda Carlisle Heaven came out in 1987. Heaven by the same song, Brian Abs. 1983. Let's go. I knew it was a Brian Abs song. It's not the same. Wait, song. Wait, heaven is a place on earth is never said in the Brian Adams song Heaven. Okay, you're right. <laughs> all right. I didn't see. Okay. All right. I was thinking Brian Adams. My bad. I love Brian no, Adams. No, no worries. It, it it's all before we were alive. Um, yeah. Um, Welcome to the Brian Adams. I'm so podcast. confused. Uh, it's, it's okay, cat. It's it's Pete, Pete making a goof and us <laughs> laying on to him for it. Uh, it's okay. Uh, God, what was my favorite line? I was um, really excited to learn what the Brian Adams reference was. I don't know why I was thinking Brian Adams. <laughs> <laughs> now my joke at the beginning, the, my whole story doesn't even line up anymore either. Like, why did I tell the Brian Adams story for this whole podcast? Damn. No, this is not the first time I've made a fool of myself. Definitely not going to be the last. <laughs> you know what? Everyone from the top, let's just start the whole damn thing over. Welcome to the <laughs> What Do You Say Anime Podcast. My name is... <laughs> Sorry, Pat. Go for it, buddy. <laughs> oh, well, that was a really good re redo of your uh, introduction for me. You know, where where you just say my name and do nothing else. Yeah, that's good. Um, all right. Uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, I was saying my favorite line. Um, I don't know. I I just anytime Chiho and and uh, Emmy were talking to each other, I think kind of just like took the cake for me. They, the two of them bouncing off each other was just so much fun. 
Um, I really liked in the uh, the first episodes too. I mean, we kind of talked about this um, already amongst ourselves, but the the language uh, that they their elfin or whatever their their world's language was was really fun to listen to them speak in because uh, it like sounded like a language. It sounded like a real language, even though it wasn't. Um, and I thought it was really fun when they were. Uh, with the police officers when they first get to the world and the police officers are like, oh, hey, yeah, what's up? Oh, man, they're cosplaying or whatever. And then one of them, uh, what's his name? Shiro, the the general goes, no, we're going to smite you. And then like does like a whole like Tunibio pose, whatever. And the guy just starts laughing. The cop like laughs at him and like throws him in the truck <laughs> or throws him in the in the back seats. Like, no, we're taking you to the police station. You need to get cleaned up. We need you to get you, you know, like what's going on with you? Um I, I really liked that because that that was um that's a fun way to do like reverse isekai because like I don't know like feels like every other isekai the person like gets transported to the new world and then they're just like oh well turns out I'm like a genius or turns out I'm rich or turns out I um I have a home and a place to be you know like whatever like well, and of course there's other ones it's like it's always worse than that it's like. You get isekai'd, and the place hasn't thought of basic supply and demand economics. Right. Yeah. Like <laughs> like, exactly. Oh, oh you they just don't know like, what you just medicine me. is you or something. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, which, which bad show are you thinking of now? Realist Pete? hero. He literally invents <laughs> supply and demand in Realist Hero. It's like they're in they're an empire. Trade exists. Oh, I... Supply and demand exists organically. Whether you think it's, I don't know. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, I I thought you were gonna um, I thought you were gonna mention uh, like what's that show? Uh, the high school prodigies have it easy, even Hell in the no. world. I don't watch That's trash. It. I burn it. Yeah, he doesn't watch trash. You do he watch watches trash. Realist hero. Uh, <laughs> Realist hero can be fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, yeah. there were, yeah, getting back to Devil's a Part-Timer, um, funny lines, yes. What I really liked about it, um, there weren't particular lines, but I thought the comedic timing was great, so, like, a few things to, like, highlight that, um, there was a time that Emmy was coming to, uh, check up on Susano, and Mao sees her coming up from out of the window, so he, like, waits and then just opens the door to complain that she's always, like, checking up on him. And sees that she's going on check uh, check up on Susano, and it's just like, oh, sorry, my bad, and just closes the door. And I thought that was really good. Um, there aren't really many wasted moments in this show. It kind of reminds me of like a Cone of Suba or something, where, um, and I think this is good for comedy, where like everything, you, you know, you're going from joke to joke to joke to important scene to joke, but like it's there isn't a lot of filler in it, um, as far as you know, lines or anything. Like, there's always something pretty funny happening on the screen, um, which is good. Yeah. Um, except for episode 13, which is where all the filler went. <laughs> we, I guess we should talk about that. I think episode 13 is made better by the fact that there's a sequel that's happening. Yeah. Um, because, now, like, ep- episode 12 was, like, making. <laughs> yeah, like a, a really good climax. Um, you know, they defeat... Uh, the person who had been coming after them for a while, the manager of Kentucky Fried Chicken. Um, Such a great name. I know. Um, And then, like, episode 13 happens, and it feels like it could have been episode, like, four or whatever. Um, It's an OVA. 
It's an OVA. Interesting. No, no, no. It, like it should be an OVA. Oh, it should be. Yeah, it feel oh. it felt like an OVA. I actually checked if it was an OVA and it wasn't, which is why I acted surprised there. I think it wouldn't be bad if you then had like four episodes right after it. But what were people's thoughts on episode thirteen and how it fit into the story at large? I said it before. I said it before the podcast when we were talking about how people were probably catching up with it with the show, and I was like, "You really don't have to watch episode 13. Like, you can. Uh, you probably should now, I guess, since there's a sequel announced. If you want to be current, I guess. But if you're somebody who's just watching it to watch it, and you don't feel like watching episode 13, then don't. I would say you don't really need to. The plot yeah. is pretty much done at that point. But if you want more of the characters, then go ahead and do it. It's not unenjoyable. Honestly, there's no plot to be had necessarily. I feel like you could watch it as episode like nine or ten. Yeah, I don't know exactly which one. Yeah, I can agree with that. It feels weird as a standalone, not standalone, but like kind honestly, kind of a standalone thing at the end. Yeah, it feels weird because even though some big developments happened in the last episode, they weren't very pertinent to episode 13 they i guess you shouldn't because it does the the two main female leads have dreams that sort of hint a little bit at what happened but i guess you wouldn't even know that that was hinting towards anything if you never saw episode 12 Uh, exactly it could just be them having a weird dream yeah it's um you know i don't know i mean i i thought it was an enjoyable episode it just didn't really fit in the flow of the show super well definitely been an ova i agree with you both on that yeah um i think that it honestly part of me wants to say that i'm glad it was episode 13 because like you guys said the plot is over at that point and you have the you have the ability to basically say hey um i'm done with the show i'm not watching this last this last episode because I like the comedy. The slice of life doesn't appeal to me. Uh, and then there's a part of me that's just kind of like, I wish it was in the middle of the show because episode 12 was such a good ending to what, to the story that we were having. Uh, I am. And just having that, having those two thoughts in my head, is kind of like saying like, I don't really know which one I want to, which one I want to happen. I mean, I know which one did happen and like, I want to kind of know what, what, how I would have felt if the, the other had happened. Yeah. For me, I, I, I had always wondered why this show out of all of the shows that existed had gotten so much like season two, when hype, you know, like it's always been, Ever since I've been participating in the anime community, like online, beyond just watching shows on my own, it's always been like, oh, what shows don't have a season two but need one? Devil is a part-timer is like almost always right at the top, right? It's like that. This is like the show that's always been asked for, and now it's finally getting one. I expected the the show to like kind of cut off at a place where and do like the anime thing where it's like, ah, go read the manga or go read the light novel, whatever you want to say. So um, I was shocked by the ending of this. I, I had no idea that that was coming. And I don't know if I, I, like, it was fun. It was a fun episode, but like, 
kind of mad right like i, I wanted <laughs> i wanted to like set up for something that's coming soon or, or something else i don't know i i also a jerk about endings though um but again it was fun there there's no doubt about it. like i thought the episode was very very fun uh but pete you had something to say yeah i had to, i i just checked my manga just to make sure that what happened actually happened and yeah it's the episode is essentially pointless. It would make sense in like Lucifer's arc when he just joins like the team and starts living there. Like that makes sense, but we already kind of got that with him. So episode 13 is like really out of place. And then I just checked my manga and like the next arc just starts immediately. Like this, this story has no like weight. So to it's, the rest of the it's story. complete filler. Then. Yeah. Yeah. It, interesting. It, so yeah, it's just like one of those episodes was like, but like I don't know, I don't know why it's like not labeled as an OVA. Like I I guess they signed on for thirteen episodes, knowing that they only are, and then figuring out that they only had twelve episodes worth of content. So I, don't I will know. say it's one of those things better than a recap episode. My apologies for yawning. Um, like I guess I would rather have a little OVA type thing than what normally happens when they need to fill airspace and they just do a recap episode. Um, but I guess I wish they would have. I don't know. It's tough for me because I wish there was a come down episode after episode 12 because that ends in a like a climax. And you need that like falling action. Right. And, you know, the show at its heart is a comedy. And I, that's how I'd want to like leave it. It was sort of lighter comedic um, tones or whatever. But I guess I wish it had anything to do <laughs> with the, the plot at large. Um you know, Agreed. This is my thoughts there because they don't even work at McRonald's in there. It's an episode where they specifically leave McRonald's. So, yep. um, I don't know. That was pretty interesting to me. Um, but yeah, I, I I think that we are all pretty much on the same page there. Um, Boys, can I bring up something? Yes, sure. we we are skating sure. around the biggest thing that we have missed in this entire show, and not even the show, the podcast itself. This Here's was our to... Valentine's Day episode. <laughs> yes. oh, Let's talk romance, yeah, boys. How did yes. I know Miles has a hot take, but before we get to the hot take, I just want to say one thing about the romance in the show that was I thought was really well done, and it emphasizes the dialogue and the characters in the show, is when it's uh, LCL, uh, Emmy, Chi, and then um, Emmy's friend Rika, and they're having the yes. conversation, and it's like Rika and LCL kind of just like bouncing back with each other, having a conversation, and then uh, LCL's just like, he says something like, nice to Rika, and she's like, Oh my god, like I'm connecting with this guy. And it's such a fun <laughs> moment to see like her like, oh my god, he's I think I like him. And I thought that was just like a wonderful moment where this has the romance tag attached to it, but the romance is pretty like it's she and M or sorry, not she and Emmy. She and Mao for the most part. But I thought that was like a really refreshing scene to see in this type of anime, just because it was kind of out of kind of out of nowhere because we weren't really like getting those vibes. And now it's like, yep, ship them. Let's go. I ship them pretty hard. Yeah, yeah. Kayla and I both were like, oh, I hope they get together sometime in this, you know, story or whatever. Um, because I, I, I really liked LCL. Like, I thought his, like, whole house husband um, persona was super fun. Um, but, yeah, I guess, like, for our Valentine's Day episode, this wasn't the most romantic um, show we could have watched. But... I did like, I mean, I thought that, you know, romance was relatively core to the story, all in all. Um, 
Now, it's not one where anyone's going to get together, you know, you know, at the end of season one or probably until the very end of the show. Um, but that's a lot of anime in general. Um, I, I'll say one thing that surprised me is that I expected them to do like a love triangle sort of thing with Emmy. And at least so far that, that like really hasn't happened. Um, which again, I'm very impressed with because, uh, uh, you know, I'm sure that at some point she'll have some sort of romantic inclinations towards Mao just because of that. I don't know how these stories work, but not having her like three episodes in be like, Oh yeah, I guess why well, I should forgive him for murdering my father. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he is kind of hot. Um, was nice. Like I, I liked that they sort of subverted my expectations there. He's a really um, good public speaker. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's a, yeah. He's, he's great at public but, speaking. Yeah. That's uh, a, a bit of a, a, a bit of a, a reach with that joke, but I'm um, uh, proud of it. Is that a Hitler joke? Yeah, that is. <laughs> yeah. Joke, yeah. Um, um you know, no, the but I, I thought that's like sending the bad guy joke. Yeah. Um, yeah, made the trains run on time or whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> even though he didn't, um, but that was Mussolini. Um, Chiho, uh, I liked the Chiho and Mao sort of dynamic. Like, I thought, it, you know, it was, it, you know, uh, cute. Like, she's a pretty, she had like a schoolgirl crush on him, but she's like pretty serious about him. And um, like, I, I thought that was fun. I thought that the romance played like a pretty good part uh, in the story because uh, Chiho's feelings towards Mao drive a lot of, it's like very, it's a centerpiece, right? To yeah. people's interactions with both her and with Mao. Um, so I don't know. What did anyone else think about that? I know, I know Pat's a resident guy, a uh, resident romance guy, and probably was not satisfied with the level of romance in this Valentine's day. Um, I'm so. a little salty. I mean, I had fun with the show, but I'm pretty salty that yeah, that our uh, our rom yeah. romance episode was not um, a romance show. But I, I don't know. I I did like like Chiho was a fun character, and her dynamic with uh, Mao was fun too. I just I don't know. The whole time I was sitting there, like, so is she supposed to be a high schooler? Like, is she supposed to be under? Like, and what is he supposed to be? Is he supposed to be just like? like 20 years old like how old you know because like the, the age dynamic makes it a little could have made it a little weird and I, that was the vibe i got at first I, as they grew closer it didn't feel that bad and it it was fun but it just wasn't a wasn't a romance this is there was some bullshit that got this one to win on this uh I, it was it, it's tagged on ro as romance and everything i've seen it have tags on i will say um so uh, you know blame whatever powers it be that that do that. Uh, Jay, did you have any thoughts on the romance? Uh, I didn't mind it, honestly, but it wasn't the highlight of it at all for me. Like, it was kind of there. I don't know. The, it, it, it was very one-sided, it, right? it wouldn't have really made a difference to me if they were just, like, friends or anything. Like, yeah, she's there to be, like, an attachment to this world for him, more or less. And whether that's romantic or platonic, I don't really see it as mattering too, too much. 
I also did think they were going to go with the love triangle thing, like you said, but I'm glad that they seemed like they weren't. I guess they still kind of could, but I don't yeah. know. And if they do, I don't think it ends up being the end of the world, but I think having time for that to develop organically is like a... It's a better take than I. I don't. One of my guilty pleasures is love triangles. I'm going to be perfectly honest. I know lots of people hate them, but <laughs> yeah, you know what? Everyone could suck it. Um, so, um, but that you know, a lot of time in anime, you know, when like the what would have happened is like Mao would have given her his umbrella, and then she would have been like, "Wow, that really does make up for all the genocide, doesn't it?" And then she'd be in love with him. Um, so, you know, the fact that that didn't happen uh, was refreshing for me. I can agree um, with that, yeah. So, for my hot take, and I don't know, I, I know that at least four of us have seen the show, I believe. Um, I don't know mm -hmm. if Jay has seen the show. Um, and if Mako is watching, I, I apologize for what I'm about to say, Mako. What show is this? Uh, Wodakoi. Uh, my, my, hot my hot take is that a, The Devil is a Part-Timer is a better romance than Wodakoi, um, because at least one of the characters shows actual romantic interest in one of the other characters. Um, and that, <laughs> <laughs> that actually surpass uh, surpasses the, the Wodakoi, um, bar of having zero characters that show any romantic interest in each other. Um, Pete is our resident Wodakoi defender. What say you? Um, I mean, you're wrong, but like, I get it. Like, I understand where <laughs> you're coming from. But, okay, I, I can, mean, I can just, that. you're just like, can't argue that. You're just wrong, dude. Like, there's so much romance in Volokoi. You just, you just, there's no stargazing scene in Volokoi, so you think it's bad. And you're also used to healthy, loving relationships, Miles, rather than unhealthy. I, know, I, I would say that. I heard Kayla yelling at Miles before the episode started. Why? Wow. Oh, yeah. It was. You said like your room is dirty or something. She's not wrong. <laughs> That's why you have I that mean, background we... on your webcam. You listen to a lot of JP. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I just love. I love stars, and so I have them as my background. Um, I but... I would say that uh, that what Pete said about Miles having Miles being used to uh, normal healthy relationships is wrong. But that's what Pat said. That's it. <laughs> I mean, we are the same person sometimes. Apparently, we are. Well, no, uh, yeah, it's you and me, and me and Miles. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I seem to be the middleman, apparently. You, apparently, you <laughs> and me were confused. Apparently, like, how? Oh, uh, that, that, that no, no. Pat and Cat. That's because our names are the same. That's why we got confused. We so. are not the same. <laughs> our names are not the same. The name, they, they rhyme, though. They rhyme. In Your name is Cat. His name is Pat. <laughs> Sarah hadn't listened to the podcast in like legitimately 14 I don't or something. Yeah, me either. Me either. Damn, <laughs> this is a great episode. We've had a great episode today. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, that was. <laughs> she was talking about the podcast today, and I was like, "You don't want to listen to it. Don't worry. <laughs> Please don't." One of us is high. One of us is drunk. Um, has a headache. Yeah, um, I'm high. So, do we do we have anything else we want to talk about, or do we want to move on to best boy, best girl, and then we can wrap up after that? I like that. Oh, idea. uh nope. the OP and second ED are both insane bops. Oh yeah. You know what else is an insane bop? The third ED. Um, which is yeah. only in episode 13. 
That's what I meant, the third year. Okay. Then. I, yeah. that, I was like, whoa, that's crazy whenever they played that at the end of episode 13. That, yeah. I was that made me think it was an OVA even more because they switched the ED randomly for the last episode. To like the best one of the best songs they had on there. The the OP is really good though. I liked it a lot, honestly. Um the ED is like such mood. Like when Chiho is like bobbing with the headphones next to like the clock projection on the wall, it like reminds yeah. me a Sir. lot of, of the like lo fi study beats girl or whatever. <laughs> um <laughs> Can also fucking um the OST in general pretty good. I will notice that there was some a lot of songs that sounded a lot like other songs I had heard before. Like for you JoJo's fans, there was a really awkward moment where uh this woman was giving her sad backstory, and I think she was talking about how she didn't want to die or some shit like that. And then like guitars that sounded like Roundabout started playing. Which in JoJo's is like the to be continued, some bad shit yeah. is about to happen music. And I was like, what the fuck is going on right now? Because me and my girlfriend were watching it and we both like literally like perked up whenever we heard the guitars. Yeah. <laughs> For me, uh, I can relate to the OSD sounding similar thing too. Because actually two weeks ago we watched Guilty Crown. And the very first song that played when it when they were still in the world or whatever. And they were like showing... The progression of the um like the demon king or like yeah. the hero pushing back the demon king that song sounded identical to me uh with the violin specifically to a song that played in guilty crown like consistently throughout the show and yeah. it was just like i was like holy shit wait where am i like what's going on am i, am I on the right show it was so weird i don't know why it happened either and i i maybe i'm completely they're taking heavy inspiration, <laughs> but but it was just like whoa. I think I think I know the tech, and it's because I've done this in the past before. You go to YouTube and you go to copyright free anime music, and then <laughs> and then you click that and then you play it. And I'm assuming that's what they did. Roundabout, like, yeah. Damn, we have to pay would... for this. Yeah, incredible. Yeah, maybe that's how they fitted that sweet Emmy Sakuga in episode one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's. Their entire, uh, like, Sakuga budget right there for that sword slash she did. Okay. Are, are we good to go? Yeah, I think yeah. we're good to go. Good uh, to that... go. Adu, best boy, best girl, etc. And our our closing thoughts. Let's do them all at once. I think that that's the best way to, to keep things moving here. So, Miles, why don't you start us off with your best boy, best girl, and your final score for... Um, uh, lo for love is hard for a part timer. Um, yeah, love is love is hard like for like McRonald's. That's a uh, good employee. name for a show, honestly. Um. Okay. So, uh, best boy, uh, is uh, what was it uh, Alciel? Um, mm -hmm. I just like really liked him. He was such like an earnest and good character. I loved him trying to keep the budget and everything, and being like. The amount of admiration he had for Mao. He's like, you know, he made it to assistant manager in only one year in McRonald's yeah. or whatever. It's just like and he was like legitimately proud. And like I, I just like love that. I love like really tight like bonds and stuff like that. Like I think that um that that was great. Um Best Girl is uh Emmy because um a half angel girl who wears plate armor is Bay. So Honestly, she could have had no personality and she would have been Bay. But um, 
she had a pretty interesting personality. I liked her. I'm a big Sundere fan. She had some of those dynamics. Um, but she was a pretty complex character who had good three-dimensional motivations and everything. I will say pretty much every character in the show is, like, really good. Like, I think that this show does, like, a good job with its characters. Um, so I don't think there's, like, really a wrong answer here. Um, but that those are my takes. Nice. And then... Uh... How about your uh, closing thoughts and final score? Yeah. <laughs> Start doing it all at once. Uh, I really enjoyed the show. I thought it was funny. Um, it had tense moments for me. It had moments where I was like conflicted about, you know, which side to take and like certain conflicts and everything. Um, uh, and it was just a pleasant, fun experience. I really liked it. Um, I'm excited for season two. Uh, I'm going to give the show an 8 out of 10. Um, it's pretty close to like a 9 out of it for me, to be honest, just because of how much I enjoyed it. But I don't think it it does anything to like really elevate it to that sort of level. Like I think it's just, you know, I, I compare this to my quintessential 8 out of 10 anime show, which is The Girl Who Leapt Through Time. And uh, I think this is like a lot more solid overall because of The Girl Who Leapt Through Time had a lot of like, you know, plot issues, but it had lots of good things too. The show doesn't have quite the same highs, but overall, I think it's a lot more consistent. So that's that's the eight out of ten because I saw Pat's eyes go a little wide on that. Um, but that's where I am on this show. You, you know where I, I stand. Anytime, anytime you give something higher than a seven, I, uh, <laughs> my my mind immediately just uh, jumps to a certain show that also has a seven. But we don't need to talk about that right Sword now. Sword Art Online. Yes, I did think this was better than Sword Art Online, which I also oh, gave a shame. seven. Yeah, that's the show. That's just yeah, you're breaking my heart. Um, oh, I forgot that was the bit that you did. It's on my wall. Yeah, but not in a while. Somewhere behind me. Oh, it's not showing on screen actually. Um, not anymore with the new webcam. No more fisheye lens of myself. Um, but yeah. Anyways, all right. So you said, God, an eight out of ten. Okay. Cat, uh, what about you? Uh, best boy, girl, and final thoughts. Okay. So. Best boy for me. Uh, honestly, post, uh, I think it's like episode four or five. I'm going to have to go with uh, the, with Lucifer, to be honest, because he, he was lazy in a way that made me like him. Like after doing all the dumb, weird shit and just being just going into like I'm hacker man like that that type of shit made me laugh uh although he was although he was like a little bit kind of around the a uh, little bit more of a tertiary character uh, later in the show I mean early in the show uh he I really did enjoy him and then best girl for me, uh, I'm actually going to go with Chio because, I don't know, I, I just felt like I I felt like I was like 15 again and I wanted to ship. I wanted to ship Mao and, and uh, Chio together. And I was like, you're so earnest. Please just fucking realize, you idiot. <laughs> and it... it I, I'm normally I normally try and suppress that part of me, but it was so hard this time. 
Uh, and for my closing thoughts, uh, like I said in the beginning, I wasn't coming into the show expecting me to enjoy this show. I was expecting myself to dislike the show more than I did in the past because that's how it normally goes with a lot of shows that I return to. Uh, but this show, a lot of the comedy was relevant and like this show had a lot of like some of the comedy about the show kind of pertains to some of the some of the isekai that we have now uh like we said with uh pete having flashbacks about uh realist hero uh like there's this came out in 2013 and we're still comparing it to shows today. So it is somewhat timeless and it, it's pretty damn good, but I wouldn't go farther than good for me. Uh, mainly because like there were some high points in the show, but like Miles said, that it's, it's the high points just because it has high points that are pretty, uh, you know, not as high, but as consistent doesn't for me rise it up above those high points. So I am going to give it a seven. Seven. Okay. Uh, Jay, what about you? Uh, I like the show a lot. I wouldn't say a lot, actually. I liked the show. Um, it was pretty funny. It had some really good moments. Uh, I will wrap my best girl and best boy into this, don't worry. Uh, the highlights of the show for me, I gotta agree with Miles. Best boy is Alciel, for sure. That fast-talking bit when he was panicking at the start in the first episode was just incredibly well done in the dub. Like, yeah. I was genuinely laughing my ass off at that. And just, like, also the bit whenever he hadn't quite figured out the magic wasn't working, so he did like the whole like Power Ranger sequence to get magic together, and just mm -hmm. nothing happening was great. Uh, the dub voice actor for him was doing an immaculate job selling like the the house husband sort of deal almost, or you know that sort of thing. Like it was almost reminiscent of if you ever watched all. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. It was. Uh, reminiscent of the episode where um, Mac and Dennis moved to the suburbs in that sort of way, which was nice. Um, best girl, I would probably, as much as Forehead Chan, aka Emmy, appeals to me in a certain way, she's my second to best. I have to go with Chio as my best. I just really liked her bit about, like, like, the bento box scene was just so good. It was yeah. really good. Like, that was just <laughs> fucking hilarious to me. And I just, I really enjoy her character a lot. Like, she's very earnest in everything she does, even if she is uh, excusing war crimes and shit like that a lot of the time. But, um, yeah. Like, I definitely agree with you guys that the characters and their interactions are the highlight of the show. I didn't really, like... The overall plot was fine. Like, I didn't really care too much about, like, Intei Isla or anything like that. Um, like, the villains were whatever. It was, I was mostly just there to see, like, Amelia watching them, trying to see them fuck up. Like, Chio defending them. And then even, like, at the end, Susano coming in and whatnot. Like, it was, the main cast 
it's just a pretty solid ensemble and they have good interactions which is nice to have there was not there was no weak character in the main ensemble cast which is nice usually there's at least one that most people won't enjoy and that, i don't think that's the case here and uh i'm pretty excited for the sequel or is um second season i should say one thing i would say is that i want there to be as someone who my first job and this was when I was like 18 years old, was working at McDonald's. I would like to see more fast food drama in minutia. Hopefully, since they got a lot of the fantastical stuff out of the way, it seems for now, the first half of the next season can be like workplace drama focus and just really slice of life it life it up. You mean like when he was uh when the fries, he's like, yeah. Oh no, the fries oh, are undercooked. Oh my yes. god! Oh my but god. these are the black fryer, like to or the the black saw, uh, black, black pepper, pepper fryer. Oh, that's what it was like. I was like, oh no, which one do I do? Uh, exactly. The manager, I mean, oh, no, the manager, that. the manager. She's gonna go. She's gonna wrap and me up. She's gonna get in trouble. And with him yeah. being assistant manager, he should have more stuff to balance too, like labor costs, stuff like that. So I don't know. I would like for them to get in like some inside baseball stuff going on there personally as someone who just likes that sort of when they go into that sort of thing in a slice of life deal but i wouldn't be surprised if they come up with some other like japan destroying threat in the next season pretty early on and kind of mostly use it as a you know uh vehicle for character interaction also second but actually amelia is going to be third best i got to give an honorable mention to manager Oh, she was great. Like, she's great. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And that, uh, as for my score, I would say I'm going to have to give this like an 8 out of 10. An 8? Okay. Nice. Yeah. All right, Pete, what about you? Okay, spoiler there is an apocalypse in the next season when Burger King comes and joins <laughs> the scene. Ah. Uh, <sighs> I love Devil's a Part-Timer. When I watched it the first two times, I went out and bought the manga because I wanted to continue reading it because that was never getting a second season. And lo and behold, we are after, was it nine years? Yep. So kind of wish I didn't buy it, but it's whatever. I thoroughly enjoyed the cast. There's really not like a bad character. I think my, I think there's like one character I didn't really like. Even like the Sentucky Fried Chicken Manager, I hated in the beginning and towards the end, I thought he was an all right character. I'll be giving it my, to my boy, uh, LCL, for best boy. I loved him. Anytime you have, like, the good boy, the best bro character in anime, it's usually mm -hmm. my go-to for best boy. Best girl, I'm going to go with Emmy. I really enjoyed her uh, sundariness, along with sometimes being serious, sometimes being quirky and stuff like that. And then, you know, she's kind of just being, like, a good friend that she and Susano in some parts, so I really enjoyed her characters. My final thoughts for the show, I think the show is hilarious. What Kind of like Cat. Uh, I was thinking that going into it, I was probably going to, like, I have an, an 8 right now, and I thought I was going to drop it to, like, a 7, because usually when you rewatch, I rewatched it early in my anime career. I thought it was funny then. I didn't really think it was going to be as funny as it was now. Watch the dub, and I was wrong. This show was hilarious. I had a great time rewatching it for the third time. It was just, it was overall just a great time to watch. I wish we did do a romance, but I'm not mad that we watched this show. I'm giving this show 8 Brian Adams out of 10. Nice. So is that uh, is that an eight or a zero since Brian I just Adams say, wasn't no, <laughs> Yes, it's seven. Is it eight, eight times? Eight Brandy Carlisle's out of ten <laughs> Brian Adams. Is it eight, okay. eight, eight times Brandy uh, Brian eight Adams? Eight, eight heavens out of ten. Okay, All right. Um, 
I uh, I agree with what you guys have been saying so far about rewatch. Where as someone who doesn't rewatch shows either, usually like I think I've maybe rewatched. Um, I've rewatch. I'll rewatch scenes and stuff, but I won't really ever go back and rewatch an entire series. I could see how someone could rewatch this show and have a good time with it. Um, so I, I definitely can. It, I could see the value there in the it, which for a comedy isn't always easy, right? Because like sometimes like you hear the joke and then there you go that it's done, right? Like. You're never gonna be able to hear that joke and laugh again, but I think I could definitely laugh at the first episode again, even though I only watched it like a day ago, you know, or or even less, right? So, um, best boy and girl, uh, best boy. I'm actually gonna go with the main character Mal. I really liked his um, his practicality, the way he was just like, all right, well, this is the world we live in now, so we got to do it. We got to figure this out. We got to just get it done. I really loved that. I thought it was really really fun to see someone. Uh, just, you know, grab it by the balls, as they say, right? Like, and just do it. Um, I, I really liked him, and I liked how immediately he was like, oh, you're terrible You, you uh, to his best bro. You're bad at get, doing jobs, or you're bad at, like, holding them because, you, you know, your personality just doesn't work with the rest of the humans in the world, right? So instead, you're going to be my house husband, essentially, right? Like, you're going to be the guy that, that sits there and does all the chores. I'll be, I'll make the money, you know, like I'll, and we can work in it. He was very, again, like like a general or like a commander, I guess, is what he would be, right? Like the, the head, the king, he was very practical and very, like, problem-solving, and uh, I really like that about him. Uh, best girl... I, I I'll I'll sack up and go with Chiho as well because I think Emmy is a lot of fun, but I I liked uh, Chiho actually you know had the 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 gall to to go in and be like no I like you you know like I re- I really do like you and I want you, um, uh, and that's something that you don't see a lot in anime right you don't see especially the girl be the one confessing right so I thought that that was really fun to see and also you consider that Emmy is part angel I- again that's... <laughs> It's it's hard for me. I I, I thought I her thought mom is a Pat... horrifying series of interlocking wheels and eyes and wings. Yes, but she inherited the wings. That must have really hurt. <laughs> yeah, when when she, when she fell from heaven. Oh, <laughs> oh no! When it, yeah, yeah, the father's I'm do, the father doing the bottom uh, yeah. amputated. Uh, uh, don't matter. Don't matter. Don't matter. <laughs> no, 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 no. But Emmy is great too. Again, all the characters, like everyone else has said so far, I think the characters in the show are one of its main strengths. The the way that they interact, the and that they are not just tropes. They are multidimensional, which is really fun. Um, I it definitely not. I I don't think it was to the level of Konosuba, where the characters have a little bit of multidimensional, uh, like that deep, like you know, like almost like fourth dimensional with with the konosuba at times but like the characters were so fun in this i i really enjoyed all of them uh like everyone said there was no bad main cast member uh which is not very common in shows like this uh overall thoughts i really had a good time uh watching this show i again i would probably recommend it to anyone looking for a comedy uh i could relate to some of the the issues he ran into, not because I've worked in fast food, but more because I've worked in like a production facility before where, or like a warehouse setting where automation is key or keeping things going and flowing and, uh, same repetitive tasks, dealing with problems on the, on the spot. Like, again, I, again, most people can relate to him, but I especially could, because it was just like, I remember dealing with these problems years ago when I was working in, like part time essentially. So uh I really liked that a lot. Um 
and at the end of the day, I'm glad we watched this. I'm pleasantly surprised that I'm glad we watched this. So uh, I think for me, co comedies are hard to score high uh, just because most of them don't like go a bit deeper. Like, of course, my enjoyment matters, but then also looking at shows critically matters as well to my score. So I think I'm going to give it a seven out of ten because uh even as much praise as I have for Konosuba, it's only still only an eight on my scale. So I think that, given that context, I think that that score fits for this show. Um, and yeah, again, highly would re would highly recommend this show though. I think that this is super easy to binge. It was one of the easiest shows I think I've ever binged because I, I was just laughing my ass off the whole time, uh, especially with such a great dub. Um, but yeah, so that brings our average score to a seven point six overall. Uh, so that is almost dead on with the Mal. The Mal has it at a 7.79 uh, overall. So good on us for, for being the voice of the people, as always. And uh, yeah, Miles, why don't we get into our nominations from this past uh, voting session and what the results were? Yeah, let me pull those up really quick. We had a lot of participation this week. It was great to see. Um I believe our top show had one of the most points ever, and our second place show also was definitely up there for point totals of all time. Um, our third place show had um, a point total that would win it some weeks, uh, but not this week. Um, so in very last place, we have ID Invaded. Um, all right, I will nominate it. Uh, it was Pete who nominated that too. Yeah, it's just like whenever Pete's nomination is last, I like making a point of it. You um, make a point of that a lot. I do. Um, Pat, haven't you won okay. like four shows in like two years doing this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've also got the most legacy points though. I've got a ton of legacy points. Um, say one of them is that something to brag about? <laughs> yeah, no, it, 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 yeah, it really does. Okay, he's the Gonzaga of. Um, yeah, there you go. Uh, no wonder Miles likes me so much. I was gonna say, there we go. Um, I don't know. Uh, my my shows, four of my or three of my four shows are the four of the six lowest scores we've given too. So you know that uh, that's a lot of fun. I really love when you guys talk about my sh the shows that I haven't ever watched either that I bring because I think they could be interesting. And then I I would say all of those conversations have been have been fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would agree third place we had Rasafon the movie because uh we are third great. place and also uh, i'm yeah there you go Consistency. Uh, second place uh we had fully cooley um and in first place we had hibiki euphonium wow um yeah oh, nice. so hibiki euphonium had 20 points which is a lot for how well hibiki euphonium normally does i was pleased to see it um so we will be watching that in two weeks. Um, I'm a little interested in it because I think I'm going to find it dull as hell, but we'll find out. Um, at so. least it's pretty to look at. That's what I my thought is. You know, it's a Kyoto Annie show. I, I've only seen two of them. Um, so it, it's good to knock some more out. Yeah, uh, exciting, enough. exciting stuff. So yeah, why don't we get into... Our nominations now for or what we will be voting on uh, for the next session, which this will be voting for. For watching on the 21st of March. So, yeah. Um, what would what would you like to nominate, Miles? What are you bringing now that I think you you were the one who nominated Sound Euphonium, weren't you? I was. Um, so I guess first off, um, 
Johnny couldn't make it today because of some random family circumstances, and I did tell him he could nominate a show, and he immediately betrayed my trust by nominating Remo. Oh, God. <laughs> you don't have no. to launch some Twitter campaign yeah. to get people in the Discord, speaking of which, yeah. join the Discord, to vote Remo, and Sick plug, Pat. I'm going to cancel the podcast. Yeah, so, um, I don't know. You'd blame me if we end up watching your Remo. Um, but I am, you know, in, I'm going to pick a show that I believe you and Pete have already seen, Pat, but, oh boy. um, you know, I did feel a little bit bad that we didn't get your romance in there. So I thought I would nominate, um, what's it called? Um, let me make sure. Sorry. I have <laughs> choked really hard. Um, I want to. I was accidentally looking at like a movie version of the show, and I want to make sure that the show. How many fucking episodes is Real Life? Thirteen uh, plus a four OVA. Thir- Thirteen plus four OVA. Yeah. Oh, so are they all, they all matter? Okay. Uh, they, yeah, they, I would say the OVA matters. Good. The OVA kind of like wraps up the whole series. So yeah. What a what a great format for that show. Give me a second then to come up with something else, because <laughs> I can't nominate that. Yeah, because it kind of like sets up for a second season. To yeah, and then they do the okay, cool. Yeah, they I'm do glad. the oh what, shit, we ran out of what, money. What a great yeah. format. Okay, please, please. At least they, at least so, they did the four OVA episodes and then wrapped true. up the story in like yep. a beautiful way, even yep. with. And you could tell they had no budget too because the animation went downhill my and not waifu. in like a noticeably bad way. But shout yeah. out to my waifu. My waifu is from that show. Shout out to Cheezeru. Good choice. So uh, yeah, yeah. What what have you got while we wait for Miles to find something new? Okay, so as you all know, I I have had one of the most grim milestones of my life on this podcast. You all know Ooh, I that a I about it. Yeah, Uh-oh. yeah. I remember it was when you had a TikTok. That was dark times. Was dark times. Dark times. Dark times. Um, I, I have finally come to terms with it and I know that you all have made the joke several times and I know that Miles, is that what you're nominating? You motherfucker, I had a speech planned. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, what else is it going to (laughs) be? I had a fucking speech planned. I took my glasses off for that shit. (laughs) Non-Baka 2 it is. All right, let's... Really? Oh, okay. We're serious. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I was I not ready for that. One. Yeah. Well, you don't have to... I was going to make fun of Pat through that, too, so... Yeah, yeah you don't have to see it to, to, to be able to watch the second Yeah, you really don't. You really don't. <laughs> no, nothing of importance happens, even though it was funny at times. Uh, very limited times, but at times. There we go. All right, that's being mean. I'm sorry, Kat. That was mean. Uh, Jay, what have you got? Okay, so um, let's see. We are going to do. So originally, I was going to do um, kids on the slope, but I don't want to review two music and anime in a row. Oh my god, it's so good! I know. And shout out my boy Socks in the Discord. This is one of his favorites of all time. As uh, we both love jazz, I figured I would like it too. It is but now, my number 15 all-time. Damn, son. 
Uh, so now instead, I think what I am going to nominate is, I am going to say that, uh, we today who vote for this shall be remembered, for we few, we happy few, we band of brothers against Oremo, for anyone who votes against Oremo with me shall be my brother, so he shall never die, on the St. Crispin's Day, but I am going to nominate, uh, a Satoshi Cone and Madhouse production. Paranoia I'm nominating agent. Paranoia Agent. Let's go. Ooh. Okay, well, you just... You got Stop spoiling bed. everybody's fucking... <laughs> Pete, you son of a bitch. Oh, Sorry, I've been so good. <laughs> Pat, I... Oh, my God. Hey, you could, you could spoil mine next. How about that? I don't know which one you're doing. I'll, I'll, so set, it up. I'll set it up for you so you can slam duck it, okay? No, it's right, okay. Pete, or Pat, why don't you go next? All right, Pat. hey everybody, Thanks, Pat, Pat here. Uh, go Yukon Huskies. Uh, yeah, <laughs> go Huskies, baby. I'm going to continue the bandwagon of season two win with a anime that just got announced its second season, I believe today. Jay, do you want to say what I am nominating? Oh, I'm excited for this. Uh, I don't know actually. So okay, go I'm going to nominate Classroom of the Elite. Oh, what? Such a fun show. Such a fun show. Classroom I've heard good things oh, about this, actually. shit! Never looked into it, but I've heard good things. Very good twists. I loved that show. Well, look, you, you, drove, you drew me away from Oriemo, so... <laughs> well, that's hey, good. I'm, I'm the man of the people for a reason. I thought that was Pat. No, I am the voice of the people. I'm also the man of oh, the people. Yeah, I'm the most electrifying man in sports entertainment history. Do you smell what The Rock is cooking? Never lost. Um, okay. Classroom of the Elite. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna re-up uh, something that consistently finishes in the top three. Um, Rache Fawn, baby. Let's go. I'm really, Let's I'm, go. That's I need to three remind... legacy points now. Yeah, yeah, so I really need to uh, get Happy to vote. Yeah, so return of the Happy, baby. <laughs> well, exactly. It's been his... Uh, I'm winning this for him. I'm doing this in his spirit, and I really want it to happen, because holy shit, does it not... Even if the, even if the cover art is the best part about the show, I don't care. I need to know. I need okay. to know. I need to find out. Uh, Miles, what's your nomination? Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, I you know I was originally I was trying to, you know, pick a show that a romance you would like to talk about, Pat and stuff, but the pressure got to me and I couldn't, so I decided to do that while choosing violence, which is what I normally like to do, and, um, you know. I might be the only person on the planet who hasn't seen it, so I don't expect many things from it, but I'm going to nominate Rascal Doesn't Dream of Bunny Girl Senpai. Oh, oh hell yeah. I, I love, love to talk that. about Excuse the fuck out of me! What? Damn, this is some heat this week, this honestly. This is some heat. I, huh? I, I have some you... takes about Rascal Doesn't Dream of Bunny Girl Senpai, but I'm willing to be proven wrong. So, I can wait to, if we have you... to. Miles just did that. He, I did. This is this has been known for like a year. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't like it that much because he no. He, well, he I never understand that. I I understand it, which is fine. I I just I'm just shocked that you would nominate it. I, I choose violence a lot, and honestly, sometimes when I have chosen violence, I've been pleasantly surprised. Like um, he's gotten his ass kicked. Is what he's saying. What's the Antarctica show? Way. 
A place for the place... universe. Yeah, I thought that was going to be the worst show ever, and it was really good. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Alrighty. Um, but yeah, so those are our nominations. So please feel free to vote in our Discord. Uh, join the Discord. Blah 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 blah. And uh, yeah, Pete, take away the rest of the show. Thank you, you again for watching. Leave a comment on YouTube as well if you're listening to us on YouTube. If you want mm-hmm. to vote for a show, if you've made it this far and you want to support the podcast, the best way to do so is like, comment, subscribe, leave a review on whatever platform you are listening on. If you're interested in joining our Discord, links in the description below. Next week, I don't have anything planned. I'll figure it out. But we'll have an episode on Monday. We'll do something fun. Maybe we'll do the Mal review game again. Who knows? It's been a while since we did that. And that was a fun episode. So uh, thank you so much. And we'll see you in two weeks for Sound Euphonium. Thanks a lot. See you then. Yeah. Peace. Peace.